Good morning, everybody. Um, this is, well, first of all, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, with family and friends or even by yourself. I hope it was peaceful. I hope that you were able to be present with who you were with in the day um, and didn't get too miserable. I got really miserable. I was very miserable, but that's my bad. But just really had a good time. and. Uh, today is the first day, the first Sunday in Advent. It's also the first Sunday of uh, the church calendar. So Happy New Year's. We start all fresh today with our anticipation. Advent means the coming. So we will, we are anticipating the coming of the Christ child um, in the world, in our hearts so we have um, so um, we've got our little advent wreath here and you see the different colors and today is um, the Sunday of hope so the reading today is from Jeremiah 33 14 through 16 it says the days are coming says the Lord when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and Judah in those days, in that time, I will raise up for David a just shoot. He shall do what is right and just in the land. In those days, Judah shall be safe and Jerusalem shall dwell secure. This is what they shall call her, the Lord our justice. Amen. So with that, in the theme of hope, we light the first candle, which I forgot to prime. And so we begin Advent. Woohoo! I also have this morning a responsorial psalm. It is Psalm 25, starting at verse 4 and skipping around through verse 14. On these responsorial psalms, they don't necessarily go exactly every single verse, they kind of pick them out um, what uh, best fits the Sunday. So this is Psalm 25 verses 4 through 14. You guys get to say, and I'll say it with you, to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. So let's begin. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior, and for you I wait all the day. Together, to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. Good and upright is the Lord, thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice and teaches the humble his way. Together, to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. All the paths of the Lord are kindness and constancy toward those who keep his covenant and his decrees. The friendship of the Lord is with those who fear him or reverent, reverently awe him and his covenant for their instruction. Together, to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. This is the word of God for the people of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. 
I love that in this that he says, good and upright is the Lord, and that's capital L-O-R-D, which means that word that is so held in reverence, they didn't like to write it or say it out loud, Yahweh. Um, but I love that he says he shows sinners the way. doesn't say he crushes them or punishes them or, you know, makes them pay or, you know, do so many of these and so many of those. He says that he just, he shows them the way. I love that. And remember that sinner means, to sin means you've missed the mark and you just need to change your mind, turn around, change your mind for the better. And God shows us the way to do that. God shows us the way. It's whether we're willing or not to respond to it. And that is the key to a lot of things is whether or not we then choose to respond to what God is showing us and right. be humble enough. So uh, we have Taylor watching us this morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Taylor. Guys. Good morning, Holly. Um, great to have you guys with us today. And we're talking about hope. Today is hope. the hope Sunday, and yeah. we've lit the candle. So we've yeah. got a lot going on this morning. Um, uh, we have communion this morning. So uh, did you mention that to everyone? Oh, not, that- not yet. No. Yes, we are having communion. So as, um, you know, turn up your volume. If you haven't gotten your elements together. Pump up the volume. Oh. Uh, <laughs> get some juice, or like I have, um, I have LaCroix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually and get you some crackers or some bread we're going to sanctify them together and at the end we'll we'll partake Mm -hmm. of the body and blood of our lord amen um let's well and then let's also tell them we've we did our thanksgiving 17 days of thankfulness scriptures i hope you all partook of those because they're just amazing reading in themselves and i think that as you read those every day you'll start to see a transformation in your life of just being more Mm -hmm. thankful so we're going to continue that through december we're going to continue that through advent as we march towards christmas together and and dawn's got some honest advent questions that we're going to post yeah Uh, so every day there's going to be a question or two a reflective statement something that you can read and then just chew on throughout the day and the questions are going to be based on the artwork for that day um and as i posted this is the book Honest Advent by Scott Erickson, also known as, he goes by Scott the Painter, and um, it's just amazing. And it's a different look to break us out of our um, normal, perfunctory, how we go through the season, um, to show us something different, to make us think a different way, to open ourselves up to maybe more of the Christ child coming into our hearts. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we need a little paradigm shift um, uh, to make that happen. And I've got some things to say about this week when you're ready. Okay, good. Well, um, yeah, and it's funny. You, you mentioned I like Scott the Painter. He's got a different twist on things. Yeah. and. And that's good because mm-hmm. you need to look at things and be open and, and think different because mm-hmm. a lot of times we do get cu- caught in a rut with our thinking just in yeah. life in general, yeah. just our attitude and 
the way we view life and even in our faith, you know, we mm-hmm. get in these ruts and sometimes we need to challenge ourselves and look at things different and to be reflective. Yeah. And that's how we need to approach the Advent season every year. And that's why we do it every year, not to be religious and not to just go through the same routine year in and year out and not to make ourselves feel better or get brownie points but it's a chance to be reflective Mm -hmm. and a chance to re-look at some old truths and what they mean to us so i hope that you'll join us Mm -hmm. and prayerfully go through advent this year if you've got a candle set like this i'd encourage you to to get one and have it ready because each week means something different and that candle then reminds us it's Mm -hmm. a it's a reminder you know we've all too lost some of these tangible reminders that we can set before ourselves you know these candles the flame as we go through we've got the purple and the pink and the the white and they all mean something Mm -hmm. and they're all very special so this morning we're talking about hope. hope um hope we ask ourselves what is hope And I think the first thing we have to define is that hope is not um, like a blind wish. Like, boy, I sure hope, you know, this might happen. You have to get that out of your Mm -hmm. thinking because real biblical hope is an earnest Mm -hmm. expectation. And that's basically what Advent means is expectation. And so this is the season. Pregnant expectation. I mean, you're just waiting for something new to get birthed. Yeah, hope that God will and has fulfilled his promise to restore mankind to a right relationship with him. We're going to touch on some Old Testament, very old scriptures where God is promising through his prophets to restore Israel, but yet mankind at the same time. And we talk about challenging our thinking. That was even present at the time Jesus was born because many people had the hope of a deliverer coming, but but they had the wrong idea. Right. And they didn't see it for what God intended. Yes, God was going to restore Israel, but not in the way that they hoped. They hoped it would be a military uh, defeat and takeover, but God had bigger plans. He was going to not only restore Israel, he was going to restore the human race. And the whole of creation. So we have hope that God will fulfill his promises, that he has fulfilled his promise, that mankind is now restored back to a right relationship with him. Uh, Hope that we are now included in these Old Testament prophecies. So as you read Jeremiah and Isaiah, Mm -hmm. you not only look at that as historical literature of then but you see that as a promise for now that i'm now included in this Mm -hmm. and we're going to look at one of those old testament uh did you read jeremiah or you didn't read that one okay well i did read a jeremiah you did read jeremiah jeremiah 33 14 through 16 was our opening reading good yeah because the days are surely coming surely Mm -hmm. and he will cause a righteous deliverer and you know old testament scriptures and joel and isaiah talk about daniel god Mm -hmm. writing those covenants and those laws on our hearts Mm -hmm. 
and on our minds and us being restored back. We have hope that Christ now dwells in our heart Mm -hmm. by faith. And you can look at the symbol of this light, the hope candle, as, um, you know, that's a big theme of Advent is candles and lights. And think of your Christmas tree. Think of the lights on your houses. So every time you see a Christmas light in all its forms, think that that is the light of Christ that has come into the world and has been lit up in you. Right. And the whole... The whole story of Jesus being born in the manger, you mentioned a a pregnant Mm -hmm. expectation. Expectation. We were talking about that earlier because it really points us to the fact that we now have that light of awakening. The light has come into the world. It shined into the darkness. Mm -hmm. And now that Christ within us, we've awakened to it and it's growing and being birthed in us. Yes. Amen. Amen. So... Christ dwells in our heart by faith. If you really think about it, all we have is hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, because hope and trust. We read the scriptures. What brings them alive? It's hope. It's this earnest expectation that what we're reading oh, and hearing. Oh, that's my tattoo. Hope and trust. Tikva batak. That's really all mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what assurances do we have other than that spark within us that says? I can believe that. Yeah. I can hold on to that. Mm-hmm. I can tell you something. Another pastor maybe that's smarter with more degrees or a religious leader. But really, ultimately, all we have is hope. You yes. know, it's that hope within us. And like I'd mentioned, God will show us the way. But there's that that hope inside us of what we expect. And I was going to give you guys um, a little bit of a life tip here to step away from Advent. If you think about it. You get in life what you expect. Would you say that's true? I was I was thinking about uh, our experiences with relatives in restaurants. We we could go out to dinner with some of our relatives and walk away with a wonderful meal, mm-hmm. a wonderful experience, mm-hmm. and yet the sa- the relative at the same table would hate it, mm-hmm. have an awful experience, mm-hmm. thought the service was bad. The whole time. But what I started to notice, I'm like, well, you went into that restaurant fully expecting to have a bad experience. Yeah. You're fully expecting. And a lot of times in life, it's what you expect. Yeah. It's what you're seeing in your mind that, that you get. call that the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. We all know what that's about. Yeah. And I think in my life, I've kind of set this rule and it, it, it's kind of funny and lighthearted and I wouldn't write any books about this, but I always say that we get the front row. You know, when I pull into a parking lot, yes. I get the front row. You make Harrison so mad. Dad, you can't say that. Well, I always get the front row. <laughs> Or close to it. And if you think about it, it's like how many people pull into a parking lot at Target on Black Friday and just immediately go to the back? Because they don't expect to get any front row. When I played at the Legends a couple weeks ago. Um, Which is a big shopping area. It here was packed. And I was yeah. trying to find a place to park. You know, We were supposed to be the band playing up there. And I drove right through the crowd up to the front row into the garage that was supposedly full. And I got a front row spot. But if I never would have went and looked, I would have never known or expected. Right. But anyway, put that in your hat and chew on it. You're going to get a lot out of life based on what you expect yeah. to get out of yeah. life. And... 
our Old Testament scripture in in um, Jeremiah we mentioned um, the the New Testament scripture for today was good too, and it was in First Thessalonians, and it says, "And may the Lord make you increase oh, yeah. and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound." in love for you and may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness and again a lot of this the ultimate goal comes down to that is just that love being shed abroad in your heart it says for one another and for all those are in those that are inside Mm -hmm. your circle those that are outside your circle um starts with each other Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, charity begins at home. Well, charity is just an old-fashioned word for love. So that, you know, begins at home. We get to practice that a lot here at this house. And then <laughs> we're supposed to then take that outside of our of our house and our little inner circle. We get to practice at home, and then we take it out. Right. Because ultimately, that's what all this is about. Yes. It's not so we can have things or so that we can say that we're better than everybody or feel good or feel like, you know, we can do whatever we want because eventually we're going to go to heaven. It's about love and understanding mm-hmm. the connection that we have together. So Scott the Painter, he's got, a, he's got his own little definition of uh, Advent. He says, if you're not familiar with the terminology, the season of Advent is the period of four Sundays and weeks leading up to the celebration of Christmas Day. Advent means the coming in Latin, and these weeks are meant to prepare our hearts, minds, and souls for the arrival of God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, born to the Virgin Mary a couple of millennia ago. You're supposed to feel the weight, the anticipated arrival of something you want so badly, and by feeling the weight deeply, you'll be even more satisfied by the celebration of the arrival on Christmas Day. At least that's the hope. Mm-hmm. That's today. And a couple of um, what we're, why we're using this book, and we're talking about paradigm shift and and um, uh, reigniting our our wonder and awe for this Advent season. Um, uh, let me read you a couple of things. So he talks about nostalgia. Nostalgia is a familiar feeling rooted in a pattern experience that gives comfort in the pace in the face of present mystery. It's probably the largest influencer of church services today. Nostalgia. Mm. It's easy to trade nostalgia for essence. Mind you, there's nothing wrong with the familiarity found in nostalgia. Familiarity is a helpful tool, but familiarity kills wonder. You know, with that old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. It just means that we just kind of go about the pace and it's just, you know, same old, same old. So it kills wonder. He says, wonder is an interesting phenomenon. Because it's that moment when all of our narratives and stories about life disappear in the rapturous experience of actually being here, Mm. actually being alive, being present with the glorious now. Like when you can get really close to some street musicians playing a song or when you pet a horse or when you see a solar eclipse, Mm -hmm. you know, those things that just cause awe and wonder. So that's what we want to get back to. So the nostalgia part Mm -hmm. is, is still good and it's great, but it's not the substitute 
for the essence of what's happening, the wonder and awe. It's hopefully those things can point us to um, the wonder and awe, yeah, but right. it's a practice that we have to get back to. And that wonder and staying in with the essence of the things that we are involved in here, that wonder breeds expectancy and yeah. hope. And that's what you want stirred up and alive in your life is that earnest expectation. He says, what happens when we substitute the mechanics for the essence? And the mechanics means, you know, just the normal church services. Right. You know, Lighting the candle. Yeah. So what happens when we substitute the mechanics for the essence is that the wonder can go away. I'm not saying we have to start over every time to keep things interesting. It's helpful to find familiar rituals and practices that keep us grounded. Right. But maybe what's happened to our celebration of Christmas is we've gotten so familiar with certain seasonal mechanics that we've begun to lose the wonder of its essence. Yes. So that's what we're going to practice this Advent right. season. And with that's this why book. we do it over and over and over and over again every year for 2,000 years is we want to stay in the essence and, yes. and in wonder. Um, there, I can't remember the psychologist's name, and he quoted it in here, but I couldn't find it again. The psychologist that says, you know, what, what is needed in, in this situation is a second naivete. Mm-hmm. So naivete, um, that's French for like a rebirth, like a second childhood. Remember those, mm-hmm. you know, those, your little ones. Yeah. Or you remember yourself when that Christmas tree would be put up and it was all lit up at night and there was no other lights on in the living room and that child would just be in awe and wonder. Um, that's what that second naivete is. And, and we need that in every aspect of our walk with Christ. We need to be open uh, to the Christ child showing us right. new things from a new perspective. Yep. And don't ever let anyone take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let anyone religiously, politically, yeah. physically, emotionally, don't ever let them take that earnest expectation, that yeah. hope away and the, the naivety. wonder. Yeah, and that expectation of what God has done and will do and can do for you. There's so many voices out there that want to try to take that away. Yeah. And I would encourage you not to. You know, it was hope that directed Mary's response. You know, today yes. is also the Annunciation. Uh, yes, this de- and Annunciation means, yeah, this is Annunciation Sunday, and that's what the title of... Our artwork is today, and it means the announcement. Right, and uh, if you think about the announcement, the angel Gabriel came to Mary and and told her all these things. It was hope that directed mm-hmm. her response, yes. because I would say 99 out of 100 people would respond in, oh, that can't be, that's impossible, we're an oppressed people, we live under the rule of the Romans, I'm 13, I'm a Jew. There, It would have been negative, 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 and there would have been no naivety of like, mm-hmm. be it done to me according to your word. And the real miracle in all this of Christ being born into the earth, I believe was Mary's response, yeah. was Mary's just hopeful expectation that God was faithful and he would do what he would promise regardless of what it looks like. And she responded in hope. 
That's why the hymn, Christmas hymn goes, Be born in us today. Because mm-hmm. we can be that same, have that same spirit that Mary had of, yes, be it unto me according to all your will. And it, Mary went through a lot, and it was a lot of heartache. And, um, and you know, with with changes and enunciations and um, uh, paradigm shifts, you know, it's not yeah. all um, fun and games and joy and brightness. You know, there right. you can go through some hard things when you're making a huge shift in your thinking and the way, and then hopefully the way you move and live in this world. Yeah. But it's so worth it. And on a side note, just think of the vulnerability that yeah. was involved on God's part yes. to allow himself to now come into this world as a human being and to be in the care of a young woman yeah. and potentially you know, her husband. But there was vulnerability. There yeah. was trust. And I got to thinking the other day of just how critical it was that God found the right person to do that and that was that was Mary and she was that person with hope and yes. trust and eager expectation and she allowed that to to happen to her in her life and to birth the Christ child into Mary this realm always could have said no yep. and God would have honored that yeah amen, amen. so now your lives um are intertwined with the Father, the mm-hmm. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember, think of that as a circle, the circle dance of love that we are all invited into. And this is another physical reminder that we we can have is, you know, we, we say the Father, mm-hmm. and we say the Son, and we say the Holy Spirit. And what this reminds us of is that you know, the Father, His laws are now written on my mind. and the Govern our, our, our thoughts, our will, our emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Son, Christ is now mm-hmm. alive in my heart. In our Christ innermost now being. dwells in our innermost mm-hmm. being. That's, that's great. And then the Holy Spirit. Which is covered by the Spirit. He's in me. Mm-hmm. He's around me. Mm-hmm. I'm in Him. He's in me. Mm-hmm. And we're in one she, another. Actually, well, okay. Genderless. We're, we're going actually. to get into the pronouns. Well, yes, because we have to remember that God is, is not, not a, man. a man. That's right. That, Amen. So I'm going to show you the first picture for today, and it's called the Annunciation. The scripture is uh, Luke 1, 28 and 29. This is in the NLT. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And I love this picture, if you can see it. And I I will post a better one. But it's in the style of, it almost looks like the Inuit people, indigenous people. Let me hold it up. Of Alaska. We saw a lot of this kind of artwork when we lived in Seattle. Totem poles and... Um, see. Okay, but I'll, I'll post a better picture. So uh, I love it because it's the angel Gabriel um, meeting with Mary, and the and you see she's holding her womb um, in expectancy. So this is the first one, the Annunciation. 
And so I will post a picture where you can see this and then the questions. Have you ever had any kind of mystical experience? What happened and what transformed about you? Second question, what kind of transformation are you longing for presently? Mm. And so you can sit with that picture in contemplation as you think about these two questions. Or maybe you just, you were drawn to one and not the other. Um, but I think this will be really good for us. Yeah, yeah, amen. What what kind of transformation are you hoping yeah. for now? Yeah, are you now? expecting? Well, yeah, take it to the next level yeah. then. What kind of transformation then are you expecting? Mm -hmm. uh, what is God prompting in your heart? Mm -hmm. I mean, none of this really happens totally on our own no. god will put these things in your heart he'll speak them to your spirit and then they'll come out through your mind and just these thoughts and then you can ask yourself and then subsequently the lord you know what what things am i expecting to be birthed in me and i think that's a great way to segue into communion because again yeah. as often as you do these things uh remember and listen and this would be a great thing for you to commune with the holy spirit about as you take communion yes. and are reminded of christ in me and i love that um we're beginning advent and we'll end advent with uh, taking or uh, receiving the Eucharist, receiving mm -hmm. the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Remember, yes. I love thinking about it the way that one, I can't remember who said it, but remember you are what you eat. Right. And it's kind of simplistic, but basically, yes, we are yeah. taking in and again, it's a the physical, life of Christ. It's a physical reminder. Yes. So It's a touchstone. Right. And uh, a lot of Catholics believe in transubstantiation where they, they by faith, believe that the body and blood of Is Christ mystically are present. The altar. A lot of evangelicals believe in consubstantiation where we believe that by faith this is an authentic representation. Either way, I think, is valid as mm -hmm. long as you do it by faith. Amen. All right. This is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death. We proclaim his resurrection. We rejoice in his gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us 
and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people. The bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by Him and with Him and in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. So these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on Him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. All who confess Jesus Christ as Lord are welcome to come to his table. Michael, this is the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you. Thanks be to God. Don, this is the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you. Thanks be to God. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us that we are living members of his body. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be honor and glory both now and forever. Mm. Amen. 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 Amen, amen. Our cats are stealing stuff. Yeah, they're taking stuff off the table. Well, uh, happy Sunday as we now go out in the peace of Christ. Uh, We would encourage you to ask yourself, what are you expecting in this season? How is Christ being born anew in your life? heart and as we go through every day allow these questions to really challenge your thinking and make them an opportunity to pray mm-hmm. and expect a miracle Amen. i really believe that we fall way too short in our expectations in life and we need to live in the miraculous we mm-hmm. are children of the most high amen Got just a couple of quick poems I thought would be inspirational for this morning. Uh, Diana Butler Bass, in her uh, email, The Cottage, she posted these. The first one is by Stephen Shakespeare. How could he not become a poet? It have to be. Urgent God, breaking through the static to speak to our hearts, disarm our love of control, and shake the silent heavens to reveal you dawning your dawning glory, judging all in the light of love. Mm. Amen. The second one is by Edward Hayes. Awaken my heart. God's reign is near. The peaceable kingdom is in my hands. If the wolf can be the guest of the lamb and the bear and cow be friends, then no injury or hate can be a guest within the kingdom of my heart. Mm. Eden's peace and harmony will only return when first in my heart there hides no harm or ruin. For the peaceable kingdom is in my hands. Isaiah's dream became Jesus' vision. 
Come, follow me, Emmanuel's echo rings. Reform your life, recover Eden's peace, for only then will salvation appear. For Advent's dream is the healing of earth, when the eagle and bear become friends, the child and the serpent playmates. Arise, awaken my heart, the peaceable kingdom is Mm. in your hands. As Miles Finch said in The Elf, yes, <laughs> that's it. Both of them yeah. are it. So, Amen. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Taylor says this is such a good reminder to move away from the commercialism of yes. Christmas and remember the true reason of the season. Again, as Miles Finch said, yes, yes. <laughs> you've you've nailed it. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. So, and anyway, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Hope. Hope. Amen. Um, God bless us. May the peace of Christ be with you as we navigate and spend this time together in Advent. May the hope of the coming of the Lord Jesus inspire you, motivate you, and love you, and encourage you. Mm -hmm. So again, we say, may the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. All right. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you guys for being with us. And we will see you next Sunday.